Hi, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's a podcast where we learn, where we grow, where we study, we try to become the best versions uh, of ourselves that we can be. Today's episode, what we want to talk about, um, we want to talk about what's your what's your spiritual breaking point. I know this kind of sounds like a weird topic, but I think that will make sense um, as we go on. What's your spiritual breaking point? You know, I've been I've been listening lately to a. Um, I guess you could say a few speeches from um, from people in the sports world, world uh, such as uh, Nick Saban and Kobe Bryant. And when I listen to them and I think about what they've said, especially with, with Coach Saban, uh, he talked about how what will mentally break you. And in their sense, he talked about, you know, down there in Alabama where it's hot, you know, he said, you know, Will the, will the heat and the climate break you? You know, will, will mental fatigue break you? Will you failing on a play break you? Will you not executing this the right way this time break you? You know, they were in the, they were starting camp and he's saying these, these 30 days of, of training camp before the season starts, I want to see what, what's going to break you. So you can move past that. And show your your full potential, so that he wanted them to prove to themselves as players that they could do more than what they thought they could do. And I thought that was such a good sentiment, and I wanted to bring that into a into a spiritual concept. And so, what is your what is your spiritual breaking point? And I think I think just like Coach Saban said, you know, that's something that we need to uh, we need to recognize for ourselves. And that takes a lot of self-examination. But you think about this, what, what is your breaking point spiritually? Is it when your finances aren't right that you can't be excellent in serving God? Is it when people talk about you, then, then you, you can't serve God in an excellent way? Is it loneliness? You can't really serve God unless you feel as if you're you have a certain status or if you need somebody in your life, is that your breaking point? What, what breaks you? Is it, is it circumstances around you? You know, I think about this. I think about, um, I think about the apostle Paul and he talked about this specifically and that's what we want to go to today. So, uh, let's open our Bibles to second Corinthians chapter four. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse number 8. But here, Paul went through so many things for the cause of Christ. But if you notice, you know, and sometimes I think about as I'm reading the text, as I'm thinking about Paul and his life, how did he not quit? You know, how, you know, sometimes I think Paul had a little bit of extra something in him. You know, how did he, how did he not quit when the disciples didn't even want them there, or didn't want him there? You know, how did he not quit when he was stoned? How did he not quit when he was beaten? How did he not quit when he was in jail? How did he not quit when he was beaten with stripes and all this stuff? How did he not quit when he was shipwrecked? You know, how did he not quit? But I think Paul realized the the main concept, secularly, of what Coach Saban was talking about. He realized that no matter what happens, nothing's going to break me. For the cause of Christ. You see, Coach Saban and all those other guys, they're talking about football. You know, what what is going to break you so you can be a better football player? 
that's secular. That's 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 not even important. But Paul said nothing's gonna break me. Do you have that mindset that nothing will break you? Look at look at Paul's um, circumstance here. If we start in verse eight of Second Corinthians four, the Bible says we are troubled on every side. We're yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. Verse seven, or verse eight and nine, there that describes life. How many of you right now are in some type of trouble? How many of you right now are persecuted? But guess what? Just because for the for the reason that you follow Christ, just because you follow Him, even though you are persecuted, even though you are troubled on every single side, Paul said this. And God told Paul to write it. So if he says this, and I can believe it, I can be troubled on every single side of my life. People can hate me. People can say things about me. People cannot talk to me. People can avoid me. Circumstances cannot be in my favor. My finances may not be where I want it to be. You can put whatever you want in that blank. I can be troubled on every single side of this life. But... Because I follow Christ, I don't have to be distressed. It keeps on going. It says, but we're perplexed. So many things are happening in this. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand why this is happening and this is happening. We can be perplexed. But the Bible says, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. And sometimes as Christians, we find ourselves cast down because all this stuff happening in our lives, we're cast down in some sense. But the Bible says, but we're not destroyed. You see, for the Christian, a man and a woman of faith, a true man of God and a true woman of God, they don't have a breaking point spiritually. Because you can... You can throw anything in their way. You can throw whatever you want to in their way. But they won't be distressed. They won't be um, in despair. And they won't be destroyed. Because they follow God. Let's keep going. And we're going to go back to that point in just a second. But here, verse 10. Always bearing about in the, uh, in the body... The dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death working in us, but life works in you. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believe and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up by the Lord Jesus, I raise us up by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes. The abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Verse 16. For which cause we faint not. But our outward man may perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And I want you to notice what, what Paul says here in verse 17. For our light affliction. Think about everything that Paul went through. Everything that we went that we mentioned before. 
Paul says this is light affliction. It's light, which is but for a moment. It's but for a moment. But it worketh for a far more are far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You see, now let's go back to our original question. What's your breaking point spiritually? You see, if you find yourself looking too much at the circumstance around you, when you find yourself looking too much at the trouble around you, when you find yourself looking at what's going wrong around you, you're focusing on what's seen. But Paul says the inward man, that man or that woman of faith, looks on the things which are not seen. You see, remember when Paul wrote, fight the good fight? But notice, he doesn't stop there like a physical fight. This is a special fight. Fight the good fight of faith. You see, faith is a fight. Well, how can you say that? Because with faith, faith has to see beyond what I can't see. And faith has to see beyond what I don't know. That's, that's where its power lies as well. But the question is, how much do you trust God through whatever trial is going on in your life? How much do you trust him? You see, it's very easy to look at the circumstance. Look at Peter. Remember when Peter walked on the water and he started looking all around him, but he got his eyes off of Christ? See, we do the same thing every single day, don't we? We look at everything else and we magnify what's not going our way. We magnify the bad things going in our life. We magnify the bad all the time. But while we focus all our attention on what's going wrong, we forget to look at the person we're supposed to be looking at in the first place. And that's Christ. But remember what the book of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 11, and I believe it's verse, um, verse number 6. But without faith, without having the ability to see beyond what's happening now, without having that ability of seeing what's not seen, without having the ability of seeing what you don't know, without that, without faith, it's impossible to please him. You see, it's impossible. You can't do it. Because if you look too much on your outward circumstance, you'll focus on your own strength, and then you'll focus on this, on what you think you know. And that's not going to work. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. So how do I please Him? How do I do it? Here's how. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is number one and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Diligently seek him through what? Through trouble. Diligently seek him through what else? Through trials, through persecutions, through distress, through 
through financial strain, through people talking about you, through false accusations, through whatever. You can put anything else in there. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him through those things because they have faith. Now, let's ask our question again. What's your breaking point? Are you going to go strong? And then once your finances stop, man, I, I knew it. You can put anything in that blank. You know, again, talking about the secular, it was actually a conversation, which was great, between Kobe and Nick Saban. And they sat down and they talked. And Kobe said, um, he said, here's the problem with this generation. And I think um, this is a problem with this generation's, with the church as well. He says, so many of people in this generation, old and young, they focus so much on wanting the end result now rather than enjoying the process of getting there. You know, he said he enjoyed every single failure he had because he knew that was a part of the process. He enjoyed all the pain. He enjoyed the injury because all of it combined was his story for his end game. Now think about this, us for the Christian. What if we had that mindset as Christians, as soldiers of Christ, that instead of focusing on the end result now grow through what you're going through now instead of focusing on what you want so your troubles that you're going through right now not saying you should be happy about it but those are a part of your growth process and you need that in order to get here you know you can't jump from here and then jump all the way to the end game, you got to go through some stuff. There's a song um, called Father, Farther Along, and I, I believe it's verse 3. Um, and in verse 3, you know, the main sentiment, I'm not giving quote for quote, but the main sentiment of the verse is, all the troubles in this world will then seem as nothing as we pass through that pearly gate. You know, have you ever accomplished something that you felt as if was so hard? You ever accomplished something and you felt like, man, there's there's no way I thought I could do it, but I did it. And you look back and sometimes you question yourself, man, how'd I get through that? How'd I do that? How'd I have the strength to do that? You know, when you achieve something like that, when you achieve whatever, whether it's a championship, whether it's a promotion, whether it's whatever, something in your mind of high value, when you achieve that, I don't know about you, but I don't think about the achievement that long. Most of my time, I spend on thinking about every single pain and every single failure and the whole process it took in order for me to get that achievement. And so that song, it sentiments by saying this. Once we get there, once we get to heaven, it's going to be so awesome. And it's going to be so amazing. And it's going to be the best achievement ever that anybody could ever imagine of gaining. And he says, that life that we had on earth will then seem as nothing. Man, I'll do that all over again if that means I get this. Paul said, this is our light affliction. 
And he said, this only lasts for a moment. But heaven, and using the eyes of faith, and trusting God, that lasts forever. So, I think we should reword the question. And we should reword it into a statement. Instead of saying for us as Christians, what's your breaking point? We should say, Christians, men and women of faith, nothing will break me. Persecution will not break me. Financial strain will not break me. Being singled out, loneliness, etc. will not break me. Accusations will not break me. You can put whatever you want there. But as a man of faith and as a woman of faith, nothing is going to break me. And it's good. We can have that confidence. That's not arrogant. That's confidence because I know that who I follow. And think about Job. That's what the whole book of Job is in an, in an instant, in a nutshell. Satan, you can throw everything at me. You can take away my health. You can take away my name. You can take away my finances. You can take away my family. You can take away the emotional support of my wife. You can take away my friends. You can take away my name. You can take away what people think about me. You can take away every single thing, Satan, from me. But that still won't be enough to break me from serving God. If you're listening, I hope that at some point through your walk of faith, that you get to that point. Whether the persecution happens on the inside or on the out, nothing's going to break me. You can try. You can, you can try. But you won't break me. I hope you have that confidence that nothing in this world, whether it's inside persecution in the church or outside persecution, or whatever you want to put there, nothing will break me. And just like the scripture talks about in Second Corinthians, you know, if we go back, and that's that's how I really want to end uh, the podcast today by the words of Paul. We can be troubled on every side, but yet not distressed. We can be perplexed, but not in despair. I can be persecuted, but I won't be forsaken. I can be cast down, but not destroyed. While we look not on the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I encourage you, grow your faith. Grow your faith. I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed studying with you today. Uh, you know, and, and enjoy the process. You know, I've, I've learned lately, um, instead of complaining about the process, instead of asking a whole bunch of questions, in a sense, enjoy the process. Enjoy where you are in life right now. Enjoy what's going on, even if you don't understand, even if it's not fun at the moment. 
Enjoy it.